RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. An infectious diseases expert is urging the government to consider imposing stricter requirements for inbound travellers who work at places such as elderly homes or hospitals. About 40% of the more than 39,000 students who took part in this year's joint university programme's admission system have received offers from nine local universities. And the observatory says the strong wind signal number three will remain in force until at least 6pm. Infectious diseases expert Joseph Sung has urged the government to consider imposing stricter requirements for inbound travellers who have to work at places such as elderly homes or hospitals. The government last week announced that people who complete a three-day hotel quarantine will be put under medical surveillance for more, four more days. They will be allowed to go to work or school during the surveillance period but have to take PCR tests on specific days up to the ninth day after their arrival to limit the transmission risk of COVID-19. Dr Tsung told an RTHK programme that people working in high-risk places should be tested daily instead. For people who have to go to work at elderly homes, hospitals or other medical institutions, maybe it's worthwhile for the government to consider asking them to do PCR tests every day. I think it's a balance of risks. After all, they face weak or ill people or the elderly and people with impaired immunity. Some 40% of the more than 39,000 students who took part in this year's joint university program's admission system have received offers from nine local universities. Almost 90% of those claiming a spot got into one of their top three choices. Chinese universities secured the highest number of top scorers, with six. Five of them are studying medicine. The observatory says the strong wind signal number three will remain in force until at least 6pm this evening. According to the present forecast, tropical storm Mulan will now begin to start gradually moving away from Hong Kong. The observatory says the chance of issuing a higher warning signal is not high. Kindergarten classes and schools for disabled children are suspended today. A training and development needs survey has revealed that companies are investing more money and time on employee training to try to retain staff during this period of higher emigration. The Hong Kong Institute of Human Resource Management surveyed more than 100 companies across 20 sectors from March to May. The study found that the average annual training hours of employees rose from 13 in 2020 to 14 last year, while spending on training against workers' annual base salaries increased from 1.3% to 1.9% in a year. Chesa Tsung, an executive council member of the institute, explained why. As the labor market was particularly impacted by being drained due to vaccination, immigration, I'm sure a lot of companies want to retain local talents. So there's a remarkable chunk of TNT spending went to hiring their replacements and development them to unleash their full potential. You can see from the survey report, a lot of companies have different creative learning development programs, succession planning, development, job rotation to different departments or even overseas job rotation, and also different kind of staff training sponsored program to retain staff. A hotel operator says they've received more than a 1,000 inquiries since the government announced on Monday that it would reduce hotel quarantine for inbound travellers to three nights. 
Mail Vastine, the director of operations at Overlo Hotels, says 14 guests with shortened stays had already checked out of its two hotels, with a further 43 expected to leave today. He said the quarantine change might bring in more business people, but probably wouldn't make much difference to leisure travellers. The decision may bring in more business travellers and uh, those coming to visit family and friends, but will not substantively change anything for the leisure guests. They will still likely choose other destinations until there is no quarantine at all. So it will not be enough to return uh, Hong Kong to its position as one of the world's truly global destinations. So we hope quarantine will be completely gone before the uh, Hong Kong 7 returns in November. Turning overseas, Russia has played down a series of explosions at a military airfield on the Crimean Peninsula, which it annexed from Ukraine in 2014. The head of the local administration said one person had died in the blasts and five people were injured, including a child. Sergei Askyonov, a local official, said an investigation was underway. It's too early to talk about the reasons behind the incident. The investigating committee will find out. First of all, we've taken measures to secure the perimeter. There's fencing, police patrol cars, foot patrols forming a five-kilometre perimeter to prevent local citizens from being hurt. A grand jury in the U.S. state of Mississippi has chosen not to indict a white woman whose accusations of assault against a 14-year-old black boy led to his brutal murder nearly 70 years ago. The lynching of the teenager Emmett Till galvanised the civil rights movement in the United States in the 1950s. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. A brutal act of torture and murder inflicted on a black child of 14 years old. To this day, the facts are disputed, but the nature of the race-based summary justice meted out is not. The discovery of recent documents and an unpublished memoir by Carolyn Bryant Donham raised the possibility of new charges, but a jury in Mississippi has concluded there's insufficient evidence. The case became a rallying cry for the civil rights movement, with Emmett Till's mother leaving the boy's coffin open during the funeral so everyone can see what had been done to her son. It's emerged in Britain that hundreds of people involved in sham marriages in an attempt to remain permanently in the UK have not been prosecuted. The BBC's June Kelly has the details. The BBC has learned that from 2018 to 2021, Home Office investigations uncovered nearly 400 sham marriages involving EU and non-EU nationals. Through marriage, the EU citizen can extend their post-Brexit residency rights to their partner, regardless of which country they're from, with some attempting to fraudulently claim a relationship to bypass immigration controls. The Home Office told us it wouldn't hesitate to take enforcement action against anyone involved, including removing them from the UK. But the last criminal prosecutions and removals were in 2018, when nine people were convicted and four of them were removed. The messaging service WhatsApp is making some major changes to how the app is used, as the BBC's Mark Chislak explains. Up until now, leaving a WhatsApp group has resulted in all of the members of that group being notified that you've left. And if you're in a big group, you can quite often get lots and lots of messages. It can almost become overwhelming the amount of messages that you get. So there's lots of reasons why you might want to leave. But this is where the problems start, because sometimes it can be a bit awkward or embarrassing that you want to leave the group, or other members might become upset that you've decided to leave the group. It's something of a modern social social etiquette conundrum. Um, So this feature 
future will allow you to leave quietly. Only the administrators will be aware that you've decided to digitally detach yourself. It's part of three new privacy features that the chief executive of Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, has announced. Now, Meta is the parent company that owns WhatsApp. Um, and they're testing the ability to prevent people taking screenshots of view-once messages. Um, these are communications that disappear after the recipient has seen them. Now, this is something that uh, a feature that Snapchat has as well. Um, and, yes, it's called ephemeral messaging. Now, people might still be able to get around this by actually taking a photograph of the screen using another device, like a phone or something like that. But um, WhatsApp say these measures will increase security as far as it's concerned. About 4,000 beagles are looking for new homes after a breeder in the US state of Virginia was ordered to surrender them due to ill treatment. The hounds were bred for animal experimentation, but the authorities stepped in when government inspectors found the animals living in overcrowded conditions without proper veterinary care. This report from the BBC's Peter Bowes. The Beagle breeding facility was sued in May by the Department of Justice, which accused it of multiple acts of animal cruelty. Inspectors found the dogs were being killed instead of receiving veterinary care for conditions that could easily be treated. Over an eight-week period, 25 puppies died from cold exposure. Faced with the enormous task of rescuing so many dogs, officials say they're working with shelters and groups with experience in dealing with animals that have suffered from trauma. It's hoped loving homes can be found for them across the country. The beluga whale stranded in the River Seine in northern France has been removed from the water in the first stage of an ambitious rescue operation. After nearly six hours, the 800-kilogram cetacean was lifted from the river by a net and crane and placed on a barge. The beluga, a protected species usually found in cold Arctic waters, is to be put in a refrigerated truck and transported to the coast. To business news, Cathay Pacific has posted an interim net loss of nearly 5 billion Hong Kong dollars. Losses for the six months ending June had narrowed by a third from a year ago as the flag carrier went through a period of stringent Omicron-led travel restrictions in Hong Kong and the gradual easing of curbs that enabled it to resume more flights. The airline saw its passenger numbers and passenger revenue jump by more than 100% compared to the same period last year. Its cargo revenue rose slightly by 9%. Its chairman, Patrick Healy, says the group is aiming to boost passenger flight capacity to up to a quarter of pre-pandemic levels by the end of this year and hire more than 4,000 frontline staff over the next 24 months. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,591. That's 411 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $48 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 134.88 yen. The euro is standing at one US dollar and two cents. And the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 48 cents. To sports now, where Serena Williams has suggested she'll retire from tennis after this year's US Open. But the 23-time Grand Slam champion was slightly cryptic with her choice of words. The 40-year-old wrote an essay for Vogue and an Instagram post saying she doesn't like the word retirement, so she'll be evolving away from tennis after playing the US Open later this month. The tennis world has been reacting to the news. Here's the Australian four-time Grand Slam doubles champion Renee Stubbs. It was coming. A lot of us, well, certainly those of us sort of in the sport recognise that uh, she knew that her time was coming and that, you know, it's, it's time to move on. And she's got so many more things in her life. If she wants to have, 
you know, more children and, and grow the family as she sort of expressed. And she's got her Serena Ventures, which, you know, is doing great things. And I think she's ready. She's had enough. It takes a lot out of your body. It takes a lot out of you emotionally, be on the road all the time and be away from, and you know, have a daughter with her all the time. So she's ready. And I, I'm really happy that she's made this decision to leave at the US Open. Next to football, Scottish side Rangers have taken a huge step towards qualifying for the European Champions League. They overturned a 2-0 first leg deficit by beating Belgian side Union SG 3-0 in the second leg at Ibrox. Rangers will face PSV Eindhoven in the final stage of qualifying. The Dutch side defeated Monaco 3-2 in extra time to progress 4-3 on aggregate. Ukraine's Dinamo Kiev and Portugal's Benfica have also reached the playoff round. Chelsea are parting ways with striker Timo Werner. The German is expected to rejoin RB Leipzig on a permanent deal. Werner has been a disappointment for Chelsea, scoring just 23 goals in 89 games since joining them two years ago for 55 million US dollars. More from the BBC's John Bennett. He did start in the Champions League final that they won back in 2021, but there was always this sense that he hasn't delivered on the expectations people had of him when he first arrived from RB Leipzig in the European summer of 2020. Back then, he was one of the most sought-after forwards in Europe. There was interest from Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid. He went to Chelsea, scored 23 goals in 89 games in all competitions, which doesn't sound too bad, to be honest. But he was always in and out of the, of the Chelsea team. And Chelsea making a loss on this move. He was signed for £45 million, leaving for around £25 million. But back to his old club, RB Leipzig, ahead of the World Cup, of course. So it's a big year for him. Tottenham Hotspur have agreed a deal to sign the Udinese left-back Destiny Udogi. The Daily Mail's Devin Lewis says Spurs fans will have to wait before seeing him in action. Spurs are going to pay £22 million for Udogi in total. going to be loaned back to Udinese. And it's a shame, you know, because there's a lot of fascination about him. He was one of the best left-backs, wing-backs, uh, with the highest goal contributions last season. But they believe he'll be ready next season. And in other transfer news, Everton have signed Belgian midfielder Amadou Onana from Lille for €40 million. US dollars. He's their fifth signing of the summer. Fulham have agreed an €18 million US dollar deal for the West Ham defender Issa Diop. And Manchester United have ended their pursuit of 33-year-old Marco Onautovic. United boss Eric Ten Hag was considering a move for the former West Ham striker, who's currently playing for Bologna. To the weather forecast, there'll be strong east to southeasterly winds with occasional gales offshore and on high ground at first. Winds will moderate gradually later. It'll be cloudy with heavy squally showers and thunderstorms. The outlook still more heavy showers and squally thunderstorms tomorrow. Currently 28 degrees Celsius, humidity at 89%. And please be reminded the strong wind signal number three is still in force. New sports and weather from RTHK. Throat, I know. 
And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 10th of August, is today's date. It's still the strong wind signal number three. I think this has got to be the longest T3 I've seen in my years. Let's hope the wind goes away soon and you manage to stay dry. And listen to the 123 show, of course, this afternoon. On this Wednesday afternoon, we're going to be focusing on our wellness, a bit of Wellness Wednesday. We're going to be talking about our eye health, in particular eye floaters. We'll be talking about these.